When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Friday and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. What's up, Al? And what's up, Funky? What's up? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. What's going on, soulmates? Happy Friday. (laughs) It's a wild day already, ain't it? Child, don't tell me about it. (laughs) I just want to say someone got infiltrated our, our little situation here. So we all, we all pray for a smooth show tonight. Are we drinking, are we drinking today? Absolutely. No. You, your buttery Chardonnay? <laughs> you know I got my buttery Chardonnay, baby. So I got me a Friday too. Publix tea mixed with lemonade. I'm still recovering from hanging with you, you two alcoholics in Houston. So I'm drinking water. I have to rebuild my, my system up. I'm tired. All right, let's get into the show. A top-ranking official in Hungary's anti-LGBT plus community, a government has resigned after getting caught by police while fleeing a 25-man orgy. That's right. He's so against it, but he was leaving a 25-man orgy. Josef Sigur was injured in the process due to jumping out of a first-floor window. I love hypocrites get busted doing the thing that they try to stop everybody else from doing. What do you think about this crazy story, Al? (laughs) Listen, he wasn't just jumping out of a window. He was shimmering down a drain pipe. So he was trying to come out of the out of the window and go down a drain pipe. And he ended up cutting up his hands. And it was the blood that really gave him away. He had bloody hands. So when the cops apprehended him, they also found ecstasy on his his presence. Now, the funny part about this is he is one of the founding fathers of that particular party that is anti-gay. Not only is he one of the founding fathers, but he's been a part of the party for 16 years. So for 16 years, he's been promoting this type of hate and, and, and obviously doing sex parties behind closed doors. I love it. I love these stories. These are kind of my favorite stories when people get busted. Uh, Q, what do you think about this and this 25-man orgy? That's a lot. You want to know so well, actually, Claudia, that's not a lot. That's my I don't been to places where it's been. Hey, what? <laughs> I don't been I don't <laughs> been to sex parties with Al Al frequent the sex parties. There'd be more people than that sometimes, my child. Now, now a I, 25 person or I get a sex party, but a 25 person orgy ain't that everybody like touching anybody? I'm sure I'm sure it was a sex party. It, it ain't no way in hell 25 people interacting with each other at the same time. That's the news being salacious. It probably was a sex party. I'm 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 pretty right. sure it was. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the story here is not the 25-person orgy. It's the anti-gay part. Like Claudia said, y'all always are so quick. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's what my issue is with um with uh, Eddie Long and with Bernice King. The fact that both of them led that march in Atlanta anti-gay and he was allegedly gay and she's allegedly a lesbian. And I'm just saying allegedly because I have to legally, but y'all know what I really want to say. Uh, it... it I guess as I get older, I try to understand it. And perhaps the anti-gay acting out part is them uh, acting out on a part of themselves that they hate. But at the end of the day, you can't suppress nature. And so it always ends up coming out. And for those people who are the most repressed, it ends up coming out in the most extreme fashions, i.e. drugs and sex parties. Like I say about myself, you know, if there's something that I engage in or that I'm guilty of, instead of carrying a flag against that thing and drawing more attention to yourself because people are going to start looking, just say nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Say not, you don't have to be so active in leading the pack against the community that you are a part of. Now you look ridiculous, and we are going to put on it. Let's break this all the way down, Claudia. Like We've talked about this numerous times. The Donald Trump that we used to hang out with and have fun with is not the Donald Trump that exists now. But he knew in order to be politically powerful, in order to like to win the presidency, he couldn't do it in that fashion that Donald Trump was, that got along with all of us, that got along with Black people, that got along with entertainers and, and athletes. He had to go on the opposite end of what he always stood for, at least when he was around, you know, me and, and, and he, you know what I mean. And I feel like this could be the case here. I think maybe in order for him to find his power structure in his country, it pushed him to be far, far right and anti-gay when he knew good and well he wasn't. Look at him standing there just thinking about that orgy he can't wait to get to in that picture all while making laws against you. You know, Al brought in politics. I'm just curious to know over there if the party that he represents is as hypocritical as our Republican Party and if he'll be able to go to work and find a way to excuse away his presence at this party and still be all in the news and in the government doing what it is he does. That's right. All right, a TikToker is catching heat after her viral video about nine to five jobs. Take a look. I'm so upset. Oh my God. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. I don't know. Like, how do you have time for like dating? Like, I don't have time for anything. And I'm like so stressed out. And I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all emotional. But like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. Ladies, don't make videos like this when you're about to get your period. As a woman, I know how it feels a week before. You start tripping about things that really ain't even there. You look in the mirror, you see an ugly face that ain't really there. You get very emotional a lot of times. That Personally, that's what happens to me. So I tend to try not to do things on that scale. Like, don't make these statements during that time because you look stupid. This sounds sounds silly to me. In my opinion, it sounds silly to me. You can't date because nine to five, you got to work. Go ahead, Al. Well, unfortunately, Claudia, the Gen Zs, this is how they feel. And it's not when they're on the not it's not just when they're on their period. Gen Zs are overwhelmingly demanding that corporations do not have a five-day work week. In addition, they are very serious about their work-life balance. They no longer want to do what our parents did and what we did, which is I used to go to work seven o'clock in the morning and come out of there until seven o'clock at eight o'clock at night when I worked on Wall Street. These Gen Zs are saying, listen. We want more flexible hours. Uh, We want it to be more convenient to us and our schedule and what we like. And if you don't do it, then we won't work for you. Unfortunately, I was just arguing about this with my nephew. I said to him, he was like, he doesn't see what the problem is. Well, he's a Gen Z. I said, son, that's because you you didn't you saw parents work every day. You saw parents get up and go to work. We didn't have a life. We knew from nine to five, that was our work life, regardless, every day. And now you don't even want to have a work life. You want to have a free life where you decide when you go to work and when you don't go to work. And that to me just doesn't make sense. All right, Q, what do you think? You know, a lot of people get offended, but I 100% echo her sentiments. I've, I've done it for years. And a lot of people who follow me, they think that I have this this thing against people who work nine to five. And now it's not really a thing against nine to fivers more so as it is, you know, dealing with my own trauma from working nine to five. I'm going to say this and I know some of y'all are going to get offended. I think working nine to five is because when you think about it, the world says, get a good job, go to college, whatever, work nine to five, buy a house, retire and die. All right. So the whole purpose of working is to buy a house. If you got to be to work at nine, that means you probably get up at 630 or seven. All right. To do what it is you need to do. You probably don't get home until seven because traffic picking up the kids. After you get home, all you have time to do is eat, take a bath and go to sleep because you got to do it all over again for five days straight. So that means you work your ass off to buy a house that you can't even enjoy five days of the week. 
Then Friday, you're living for the weekend. You're ready to go out Friday night. You might do something Saturday. And then Sunday is depressing because you're in there ironing clothes, meal prepping, and getting ready to do it all over again. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, you know, what about when you need to go to the bank or medical professionals? I get it. The world cannot run properly if people do not work nine to five. However, you know, the way that these people are thinking, I think it's the evolution of the world. And COVID has helped us out a lot with that. It's not about not putting eight hours in as much as it's about giving people flexible schedules to meet their deliverables. I know some industries have to be nine to five, but for the ones that don't, let people work however and whenever they want to, just as long as they're meeting their deliverables. I hear what you're saying on an emotional level, but in a realistic way, again, we would be, we would be the same people complaining. Oh my God, I can't get my car washed today. Oh my God. I can't, the, the prices are high. I love what you're saying. I, listen, and you know me, I argued for us to get a four day work week week here because I, and, and we don't even work eight hours a day. I get you. I get you. I get you. But I guess it has to be some kind of balance, but no, it's like a not me girl, right? Like, it is. We want that balance, but we don't want to be the ones that have to be the ones that yeah. work. Someone got to make, I know this sounds insensitive, but someone got to make the French fries. Someone got to deliver the mail. Someone got to eat So it's like. Also, I think it's just a little bit bigger than that. As Americans and as people in senses, we do have to feed our economy and we do have to like feed our social security. So the 40 hour work week just wasn't something that was made up. It was a number that we had to meet in order for us to run efficiently and for the economy to run efficiently in America and also to feed our retirements, our social security. So there's so many elements on the 40 hour work week. And I think we should probably revisit it and we should probably teach people the importance of it before instead of letting them think it's optional. And maybe the balance, the, the solution is somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Because we can't have a bunch of people working one hour a day, four days a week, like us. And then we can't have people stress so stressed out with the other options. All right, y'all. Blueface's mother, oh, Carlissa is out here claiming that she used to be a hot commodity. She recently claimed that she had turned down 50 Cent, Shaq, Ice Cube, Usher, and Snoop Dogg back in the day. Do you think this is crap, or should I say cap as a young people? Go ahead, Q. It's it's 100% crap. You don't look at the life that she lived now and the man that she got now and brag about all the men that you turned down. I'm sorry, sis, this is not a flex. You tried to flex and ended up shooting your own self in the foot. It'd be different if you was dating Elon Musk right now or Idris Elba or somebody. Then you could rant and rave about all the people you turned down. You look stupid because now we're looking at you like, Turned them down for why? And whoever you ended up with left your ass with blue face. So this damn sure ain't no damn badge of honor. And I'm going to tell you, the worst type of person there ever is, is a used to have bitch. I remember when I used to have. I remember when I used to be. I remember when I used to could get into. Being a used to have bitch or used to be is the worst type of person. You 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 should be elevating as you get older, not looking back saying what I used to have. So this ain't a flex, Carlissa. She's giving that Al Bundy syndrome. Back in high school at Polk High, when I threw for four touchdowns at one game, Al, what you think about this? I disagree with Funky. I, you know, I liked it. Um, and when I looked at her pictures from back then, she was a pretty sexy woman. And I can only imagine for her to have access to all of those people to even be able to have an interaction with them. She may have been like one of the hot girls. When I think about stories like this, I think about uh, watching Melissa Ford and Claudia Jordan back in the day. Everybody wanted a piece of Claudia Jordan and Melissa Ford because those were the hot girls. And I can imagine Claudia could probably share with us all the some stories where you had tons of different men um, chopping at the bit just because you were a hot girl. And remember, she she had blue face and was in L.A., so she had access to, like, all the nice parties. To me, I wanted to know, was she maybe a video girl or was she maybe working at, in one of the clubs or something? Where did she have access to all those people? But let's let's be honest now. She was a very, very attractive woman. She's not bad looking now. Clarissa's a beautiful woman. Yeah, I agree. I, listen, 
as someone that was out there around that time, it is not far-fetched to say that all those guys hit on her because you don't even have to be the most beautiful girl. You can be a cute girl, or okay, or even a new girl. There's a set of men that as soon as you touch down in Los Angeles, they are going to come after you, okay? Uh, there was a very famous owner of the Lakers that loved black women, and everybody knows who I'm talking about, who would definitely, it's like almost like he had a, a, a low jack on the new girls that came into town. He knew, and he would send you diamond bracelets. He would uh, come for you. He would try to court you and say you can have other boyfriends. But the, the, the professional athletes, if you're at a comedy club, you're going to see them. The Century Club was very popping back in the day. Matter of fact, when we saw Shaq the other night, we was talking about how dope L.A. used to be and when it was it was a time. So if mm-hmm. you were, like, attractive, you were going to be in those areas and you were going to meet all these people. I have a very long list of people where I could sit here, like you said, and said, I used to and this one. And every once in a while, I may drop a little something. But I would never play myself and play them with the list of people that, you know, were sweet enough or whatever came to me and, and, and thought I was attractive and tried to holler at me and make them look stupid or to clown them. I, I think that's embarrassing. That's something that I, 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 it's not worth bragging on. Like people that were around, they knew who was after your girl, who was trying to, you know, do, <laughs> I don't need to do this, but I think she's every single day trying to find something to go viral for. That's what I think the thing was Carlissa is. So put it in a book, Carlissa, because I don't think, Insta- I don't even think you're monetized on Instagram. So anyways, coming up next, find out what led to an Australian mother's death. And later the baby opens up about being humbled. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We see you in the chat. Go ahead and hit that like button if you are enjoying the show. All right, y'all, an Australian mother has passed away after taking Ozempic to lose weight. The woman was allegedly trying to lose weight for her daughter's wedding. So sad. What are your thoughts on this? Q, let's go to you first. Um, you, you know, after reading the article, the headlines and the way that the media is presenting this article is a bit misleading. The lady did not die directly from Ozempic. The lady was on other medications, and I'm sure Al's going to give us the full breakdown. So, you know, I really don't have much to say on this one, because after I read the article, I was just really turned off from the way it was presented. Yeah, yeah it does seem like there's been a little campaign against Ozempic for right. pushing it, then all of a sudden it's like, People are dying from it and side effects. Okay, go ahead, Al. What do you think about this story? It was interesting. It's just like Q said, the woman had stomach problems before. She did die from a gastrointestinal illness. What we do know is that 0.005% of those users of a Zempic will die from that. Uh, Unfortunately, this didn't help her stomach problem, but it clearly was not the cause of it. But I wanted to actually ask you, Claudia, because I am thinking about doing a Zempix. Claudia, I I don't know. Can we share? Yeah, I did it twice. Mm -hmm. You shared shared this before on air, so I don't think I'm telling anything that people don't know. Um, it's, it's, It's very, very, very rare that you get a death or a serious illness from using this drug. I just want to put that out there. Even though it's been a 40-fold increase use of the drug in the United States, it's still extremely safe and very, very rare to have death and serious illnesses. What were you going to ask me about it? Oh, I was going to ask you, how was it? How did how did it before? How did it work on you? Did you get sick? I mean, did you lose your weight? Like, what was your experience? So I was struggling when I moved to Cal- uh, from California to Texas. I weighed 143 pounds when I moved here, and then I got up to 173 the first year I moved here. I had all kinds of rumors about being pregnant, falling off, mess with my face, but really I just could not lose the weight. And it was probably my different schedule. I was working on the radio. People were bringing us barbecue and shrimp and grits at 6 a.m., and I was eating it. Then I got a boyfriend and this Negro wanted to eat every single like five times a day and he don't gain no weight. And I gained 30 pounds. Right. I and also my age, I'm, I'm coming up probably pre-menopause, maybe, you know, and mm-hmm. I would run seven miles or walk and run seven miles a day during COVID and would not lose any weight. So I was desperate. I did it. I did the lowest dose. I started at 0.25. And I did that for four weeks. Then I did 0.50 of it for two weeks. So I did a six week uh, run of it. It cost me about 900 bucks because my insurance didn't cover it. I'm pre-diabetic. I'm not diabetic. And it totally eliminated my appetite by week four or five. And I didn't see much weight loss until week four or five. And all of a sudden it was like, whoo, and the weight just came off. I lost about 16 pounds. And my only side effect that I personally had was you're not hungry and then until you are. And then when you are, it hits you like extreme hunger, 
out of nowhere where you're like, okay. I need something right now because your blood sugar has plummeted. So low. It keeps mm-hmm. your blood sugar down. So you got to have a snack on you at all times. But that was really the only thing. I had two days, two times where I felt like a little lightheaded, no pain, nothing like that. Um, and then I, I did, I gained some of the weight back because you do gain your appetite back when you get off it. But I didn't gain it all back. And then I did it again just to kind of like, you know, and I had I had a pleasant experience with it, but I wouldn't do it long term. I will say another side effect that I developed is I did get a little anemic when I was on it. So you have to make sure mm-hmm. you supplement your diet with iron pills. And I hear it makes you lose more body, uh, your muscle mass than fat. So I would highly recommend if you do it out to stay lifting weights while you do it because you'll lose weight. But what kind of weight are you losing? You don't want to lose muscle mass. No, so no. That's my experience. Crack, I don't look like a crackhead now. I don't think you need it, but you, you're in, you seem to be in great shape. But I, I'm not endorsing it, y'all. So please don't take that Fox Hole's endorsing it. I just want to share my personal experience. Yeah, I like that. I like. That. I might do it one more time though before New Year's, so I could be snatched. <laughs> All right. Well, someone who needs to be put down is Allison Cranick. She's a 42 year old former school employee who was caught having sex with an 11 year old boy outside her car in front of the school. The woman allegedly also convinced the boy to sneak out of his house multiple times to be with her. What are your thoughts? This is so disgusting. Think about an 11 year old boy and what makes you look at him. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Q. I know people get mad when we put everything in the mental illness bucket, but she has to be mentally ill. Like she has to be mentally ill and not because she had sex with the boy, but because she did it in front of the school. I mean, like, like, like Jesus, can you get and i know this is going to be very controversial what i'm about to say i could almost wrap my head around this had he been 16 or 17 i can wrap my head around it. oh he's got muscles he's on the football team he's got a beard i'm old i'm lonely he's hot he looks like zach efron from high school musical i can wrap my head around that equally as wrong 11 a grown-looking 16-year-old, yeah. like a grown-looking, right. presenting. Yeah, right. right. 11 years old, like, there, there is just nothing sexually motivating about a prepubescent body or mind at all. And while I do think she's sick and mental, unfortunately, you're also criminal. And, bitch, you going to jail. Yeah. She's a child molester. There's no yeah. way, no if and of. Uh, there's no no way around this. Al, what are your thoughts? She's a predator. She's mm-hmm. a predator, and she's sick. And look, as far as I'm concerned, they need to do open an investigation. This can't be the first the first young boy that she has, you know, sexually harassed. Now, the funny thing about this is she has this um, history of giving these young people that she like and that she's trying to groom bracelets. She gave this young a bracelet with a BFF LWB on it, which was best friends for life with benefits. And we know that predators do this type of thing. They give the people that they prey on gifts. They give them compliments. They're the one that introduced sex uh, uh, porn to the, to, the, to the young people. How interesting is it that they have a whole system? And in addition to that, they apply for jobs in places where they have the greatest access. This woman is sick. She should be put under the jail. The family should sue everybody from the school board all the way down to the janitor of the school. Put her under the jail and family, get your money. 11 year old boys or girls should not even be thinking about this. Like they shouldn't even have to even deal with this. And that, dis- sixth grade. that disgusting, hideous woman with a disgusting, equally disgusting mind. You know, and I, I've talked to a lot of guys that say, you know, I always ask people like, when did you lose your virginity? And I realize I'm talking to a lot of people, men that were victims of child molestation, of child molesters. When they brag, you know, oh, I was 12, I was 13, oh, I was nine. And they have been conditioned to think that it's cool, but it's not. It's not cool. And you probably should probably have a little bit of therapy over it because you were, in fact, molested and you were a child. I'm curious to know, because we always hear about male on female child molestation. I would be curious to know what the true numbers are for female to male child molestation. And if they rival one another, if they're equal and, 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 you know, I'm starting to think with the way our society is as it relates to it being a rites of passage for men. Claudia and Al, I wouldn't be surprised 
if the numbers are relatively the same. It seems like we have we got a lot of crazy on both sides, both sides, men and women. So I cannot defend the ladies on this one, and I will not. So yeah. All right, a plane that took off from London reached 13,000 feet before crew noticed two windows were missing. Investigators shared that several passengers were called after takeoff. The airplane cabin seemed noisier and colder than what they're used to. Luckily, no one was injured. What do you have to say about this? And it's, I want to hear about this. Al, what do you think? You know, this is this is dangerous. This is dangerous. And, you know, Claudia, you're on a lot of planes. I'm on about 16 planes a month. You know, the reason why this is dangerous is because it creates hypoxia and hypoxia is created when you don't have the right cabin pressure. And so we have an example of this. Remember, in 1999, that professional uh, uh, golf player where the Learjet that he had rented experienced a cracked window and uh, the plane was in autopilot and everybody in the plane ended up dead and dying from hypoxia and the plane crashed. And, and then just as recent as in June of this year, another plane crashed from hypoxia. The, the pilot, you know, experienced hypoxia and passed out. And so all of the, all of the passengers did too. And that plane crashed, I think it was in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. So this is very serious. The good thing here, though, is they, they realized it before they got too high. They were, they didn't lose the, um, cabin pressure. The crew didn't experience hypoxia and they came back and landed. Oh, did it fall off when it was uh, ascending or was it like that when they got on a plane? Because if I get on a plane and I see a cracked window or anything, uh, I'm going to be so like, not, hey. I think for, so what according to the story, they were shooting maybe a movie or something. And the lights that they had to project on the plane had melted the foam around the outside windows and those fell out. And they really didn't explain how one got you know, propped almost open, but you know how the plane has two windows. It has one that's right beside you and then has one outside. It was the ones on the outside that had fallen off. Wow, Q, what do you think? Al, just for clarity, can you explain to us what hypoxia is? Yeah, so hypoxia basically is when you there's a lack of oxygen in the cabin. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is if it's not sealed, and that's why they are very serious when those flight attendants bring you on the flight and they close that front door and you hear that plane decompress or close to seal, it's sealing in your ability to breathe the oxygen that's created within the cabin. Now, if there's a seat or a crack or an open window, as you reach a certain altitude, then you can't guarantee oxygen in the cabin. Gotcha. I mean, the only thing I can say is somebody else is fired or a couple of somebody's are getting fired because I'm pretty sure there's some type of clipboard or some type of 36 point inspection that's supposed to be done. I would hope each and again, you know what, maybe this is exposing a vulnerability to the airlines because maybe there's not an inspection being done every single time the plane crashes. But I would think that somebody be running around with a clipboard saying tires, check, windows, check, wings, check. See, this is why we need them heifers to work for five uh, day weeks, 80, 40 uh, hours a week and not have these easy schedules because then these corners get cut. I'm sorry. All right, hey, coming up next, the baby opens up about being humbled and later found out how a wedding party pissed off their waitress. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, you know, we like to look out for our fellow soulmates and anything that we have that can make your life a little easier. We are here to bring it to you. Now, listen, life doesn't have to be doesn't happen biweekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Now, Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. That's up to one hundred dollars per day or up to seven hundred and fifty dollars per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Now, any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I think in these times, this is a great thing to help folks out. Isn't that right, Al? 
I totally agree. Claudia, I don't know if your mother was like this, but when I was growing up, when we didn't have it, my mother used to send me to school with predated checks. <laughs> she used to say, okay, now if you want to buy that album or if you want to go on that field trip or if you want to do this, you got to make sure that they don't cash this check until the end of the month. And I used to be so embarrassed to take that predated check. Well, if earning was around then, this would have been the perfect solution for my mother. When there was a little gap between pay and pay, you know, paying something out, she could have used earnings. So I think it's a great idea, especially for un, unwanted repairs on your cars or unexpected bills that come up that if you don't pay it right away, it could lend, it could lend to maybe your lights getting cut off or you're not getting to work to make the money that you need. That's right. All right. Make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. So go ahead and download the earning app today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. Then when you download the earning app, type in T under podcast when you sign up and that'll really help our show. That's T-E-A under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, y'all. Go ahead and check them out and make your life a little bit easier. Promotional considerations furnished by Earnin. Let's get back to the topics. The baby recently opened up about losing $200 million after his homophobic rant in 2021. Now, he spoke out about how the situation humbled him and said, I really feel like it was a blessing in disguise. Wow, that is a hell of a lesson to learn. Have you ever been humbled in a way that made you change your actions? Let's go to you first, Q. I mean, I think we all have been humbled in a way that made us change our actions. But I want to say one thing about this story. The baby is a and not saying that celebrity net worth or on Google knows people's wealth exactly. He's only worth, according to the Internet, eight million dollars. OK, that's eight million that you've amassed across your entire career. It's hard for me to believe that within a year span, somebody who's only worth eight lost out on 200 million. That's just a lot of damn money. Candy Burris ain't even worth $200 million and she got 50, 11 businesses. Um, I don't like it. Like the baby, you kind of got past the being canceled by the LGBTQ community thing. Now let's just leave it alone. All has been calm in that space, but to now, you know, it, it, it feel like you you running it back because suddenly while you're presenting it as I've been humbled, you're also sending this message that, oh, these people did some major damage to me. You didn't lose out on two hundred million dollars, baby, when you only worth eight. You, 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 you chose a number that was a little too aggressive for your story, Papa. I do agree that he was he did get canceled at the height of his career where things were super, super popping for him. But that is a lot of money. Al, what are your thoughts on this uh, this figure? Would you agree with Funky or what do you think? Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's probably listening to somebody from the record label telling him this is what it has cost you. Um, or maybe he's talking about total revenue cue, not <laughs> not his take home money. Now, total revenue. I'm with you. I still have a problem with the baby not speaking out of his mouth that he apologized for the venomous hate that he spewed. Now he has apologized, but he apologized through a post. Apologizing through a post, and I will say this over and over and over again for someone like this, it's just the punk way of handling your business. You owe the public still, and you owe not just the LBGTQ plus community a verbal apology, you owe everyone a verbal apology for the hate. It's the hate, son, and it's the hate that's going to continue to follow you like a dark cloud until you address it. Address it and turn the page. Now, I'm not saying that you have to regret anything your main focus was that you don't regret anything because it made you the person that you are. But I promise you, if you dig deep and really think about the hate that you have inside of yourself for this group and address it, your career will start to flourish again. I was at an event in Hollywood. It was an after party for my friend Andy's movie and he performed, right? He was walking around. Nobody was checking for him like that. And the, the reaction to him 
was nowhere near the, what it used to be. Like it was you definitely like, it was like a meh. It was like that. I will say this to baby you. I don't know if it's this little man syndrome or what it is that you have going on because yes, your words towards the community were disgusting. And just the HIV comment he made, that was not cute. It was mean. It was evil, especially like, I don't understand when people are trying to get something they're trying to sell their product. They want people to buy their music, buy into them. Why you would just immediately alienate a good percentage of them. And not just with the community, also with women. The way you went hard with Megan, like you have a lot of people to uh, make right with. And I think, you know, I, I'm glad you've been humbled. I hope you really have learned a lesson. But, you know, I think you have some severe therapy that I think you need to go through for whatever issues you have. But it ain't even just you. It's a lot of men like you out there that need to kind of relax like you're mad at women and gay people for your life or for whatever reason i don't know all right keep it locked because coming up next find out how a wedding party pissed off their waitress and later are you here for balenciaga's latest drop oh lord let's see stick around Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. A waitress called out a wedding party for their entitled behavior. The woman claimed that the party showed up 10 minutes before the restaurant was supposed to close and demanded service. Now, the bride's father ended up ordering 48 shots of tequila and refused to leave a tip because they were only there for 15 minutes. What are your thoughts on the story? Q, I know tequila is your drink, so I'm going to go to you first on this one. You're on mute. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, this is rude as all get up on so many fronts. Number one, you order 48 shots. That in itself lends itself to a tip. Number two, you showed up 10 minutes before those people were supposed to close. They stayed open to accommodate y'all. That in itself it lends itself to a tip. Um, and then lastly, because you're supposed to tip your bartender. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you were there for 15 minutes has nothing to do with nothing. And it's just giving me real broke behavior. And it's just giving me real broke behavior. And I'm sorry. If, if somebody orders 48 shots 10 minutes before closing, that tip supposed to be $100 at minimum, that tip's supposed to be $100. Mm -hmm. Al, what do you think about this? Well, I'm going to take a different perspective than Q on this one. Let me tell you something. Th this restaurant owner and waitress are idiots. They are the ones at fault here. If you're going to walk through my door with 10 minutes left with 50 people, I'm adding the tip in your check. If you eat at a restaurant with more than six people, they add it in, they add in your tip automatically. Then why in the world would I serve 50 people 10 minutes before it closed and not add in the tip. In addition, I would have said to him, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to serve you guys, not only am I gonna add in the tip, but I'm gonna give a service fee. Now, the reason why the guy didn't tip was because every time he wanted something, the lady was pushing back. She really didn't want to serve them at all. But he made such a stink that she ended up serving them against her will. Now, this is the issue. If you end up doing this for 50 people, at the freaking tip into the cost. They're used to it and there shouldn't be any argument against it. Yeah, I am actually surprised that it wasn't because every time we go out in groups of I think over six or eight, it's uh -huh. they put it on there. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, listen, if it's not and they don't put it in there, like you, we all know we're in America. We know those people get minimum wage. Like even if the, the owner did not handle his business correctly, we like I would just do it like for the waiter. And even if they had an attitude, I would understand why they had an attitude. I want to get off. Up ten minutes before they was ready to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's some uh, kind of there's some uh, some some wrong on both sides here. But don't 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 order forty eight shots and not leave a tip. And owner, don't not put a tip in there and have your because the waiter is going to be the one that's going to get shorted, not the owner. The owner still got his money. And the funny thing about it is, real talk, the owner should make the server whole. Yeah, I the owner really should make the server whole and say thank you for going. I know, I know you had to stay late because not only did they have to stay, they had to wash all those dishes. They had to, you know, whatever they took out at that time. Y'all know these bartenders and stuff. If the place closed at ten, they start breaking down at eight forty-five. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of entitled behavior, Thanksgiving is getting closer and we all have dealt with greedy family and friends that show up empty handed. 
How do y'all handle a situation involving friends and family that show up empty handed, but tend to eat everything in sight? And might I add, those be the people that always want to be take all your Tupperware home, never return it, and take mad leftovers because you know I cook in my house that's all the time. I am my friend. I'm gonna call you Trey. You owe me a whole bunch of my my Tupperware back. I would like my Tupperware. Back. We uh so with me and my family, especially like me and my my sister, this is not so much how we handle it. It's just we just sit back and talk about they ass like a dog <laughs> after they leave, and we laugh. Uh, I'm not gonna put the person out there, but my sister recently had something at her house uh, a few months back, and we all went, and a particular family member came with nothing and left with everything, mm -hmm. as if food was going out of style. And I get leaving with one portion. This dude was taking all, and then that's the other thing. Don't take all the good meat. If you want to leave with enough food to feed a small army, get them cheap ass hot dogs. Get the leg quarters. Hot dogs. Get the leg quarters. <laughs> get some of that leftover spinach dip. Don't be filling up your plate with the rib. The rib, everybody know at Black People House, the rib is <laughs> the most expensive thing. Don't fill your plate up with slabs of ribs and six right. rib bones, and you didn't put in no money on this. Mm -hmm. Al, what you think? So, you know, I'm a little more kind-hearted. You guys know that during the holidays, I just, I just want everybody to come together, have fun, eat, drink, be merry. Uh, but we all got that family member that always abuse their privileges. I do say, though, that at least in my family, if you don't bring food, you bring alcohol. If you don't bring alcohol, you bring edibles. If you don't bring edibles, you bring something to smoke. So, you know, that it's an even trade-off. And if you don't have any of that, at least come with some good old stories that we can all kiki to and laugh and have a good time at minimum though for the one that is the greediest and leave with all the plates you give us great fodder to talk about you once you leave and when i tell you we talk about you we talk about you sure do you know this has never been with my family it's just been friends but i'm always the one that's cooking i just want people to just think about this when you go to someone's house when they're doing the cooking it's not cheap if you're always going over there and you're getting food from them, like maybe sometimes bring something just out of just like, hey, man, you, you did all that work. You know, it's hundreds of dollars when you do it every single time, plus the effort and the love you put into it. So just maybe leave them something. I had someone come one time with a half bottle of crown. Right. It was already halfway gone. And they left with the leftovers with it. Like, don't bring me some unsealed bottle of. Are yeah. we not supposed to leave with the leftovers? <laughs> hey, I was going to say that's and that's tacky, too. Don't bring a bottle to somebody <laughs> and then just because they didn't get around to open it. I know. I be wanting to take my bottle back. I take my bottle back. I be wanting to take my bottle back. We know how that I be wanting to take my bottle back. You know, but I'm, I'm a heavy drinker, so. I, but listen, I, I hate when people like, like, Claudia, don't drink, y'all. Like, if, why would I bring a bottle over there? She not going to drink it. It's going to be there when I come back. I can for bring her it next function. That, that's how she, people build their bar for her yes, next function. Because I done spent $400 on the food, so let, let me at least have your $8 worth of a half dollar crown. <laughs> to add I got to your $8. Bar. <laughs> I got your eight dollars. Raggedy, just ghetto for no reason. All right, check this out. You can definitely be in a sexless check colors tweet. I'm sorry. You can definitely be in a sexless, healthy, happy relationship. But I digress. Do y'all agree with this? I one hundred. Oh, I was going to say I one hundred percent agree. Um, I, I've said this on this show before. At, at my age, I don't necessarily have to have to have it. I mean, I honestly, truthfully, it, what I crave at this point is mental, emotional, psychological intimacy. If we just lay in the bed until we fall asleep every day for a year watching TV, that's fine. And when I get that urge, I can go knock it out with my hand. Like I said, at 40 years old, y'all, sex is 15 to 20 minutes of the relationship. I'm not going to throw away everything else in search of 15 minutes of jumping up and down. Okay. I know Al's going to have a different answer. Not me, girl. <laughs> 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 Woo! 
I got warm blood inside of me, and I'm going to be one of them old men at the nursing home running around from room to room trying to figure some stuff out. But if we listen to what the New York Times says, they says that they say that 15% of married couples are sexless. We have 68 million married couples or couples in the United States that live together. So that means about 10 million couples, whether they're married or living together, are not having sex. So Q, you might be onto something. It may not always be about sex. It usually is in the beginning anyways, even the most passionate relationships fizzle out because everything that we love in the beginning, oh, my new car, my new bracelet, my new necklace, we love, 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 love. And then you get used to it. And then it's about what's left behind. Do I laugh at you every day? Do we have inside jokes? All that other stuff. But in a perfect world, we would like to have our backs blown out and our minds stimulated, right? So, <laughs> all right, coming up, we're talking about Balenciaga's latest drop. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to the show. All right, Balenciaga has dropped their new towel skirt in multiple colors. The skirt is available to purchase for $925. Are you here for this? Let me go to Q first, Q, because I think you brought them homeless sneakers. I got shoes in the, in, the, in the bag. Um, I am, I'm not here for that skirt at all. However, what I am here for is the creative engineering of these dumb objects that Balenciaga is now, uh, you know, coming out with. And this is a very interesting social experiment because if you like this, if you honestly like this for fashion, we all have the ability to walk out the house like that right now. We all got us a fluffy towel from Ross. I prefer Nautica or Tommy. I keep me a nice little Tommy thick towel. But this is going to prove that it literally is labels and all of the status that comes along with labels is a large part of the reason why people wear them because that's a towel. It's a towel. Huh? So if you, if you really feeling it, if you like, oh, it, it looked good. It's the tea. It's the latest jam. Go in your closet then and get one. So many times, like before I got anything ever designer, which I was very late in the game. Honestly, I didn't really care about anything designer until I got on Housewives and felt the pressure that I had to. I really did not care about that stuff. Because I felt like a lot of the, the designer stuff that was so expensive was ugly anyways. And I was like, they're only buying it because it got a whole bunch of G's all over it. Or it's got the LV on it. And it wasn't until like later when I found stuff that was quality that maybe had a, it was more subtle. But I feel like people were just buying it just for the the stunt on each other. Like, oh, I, this is my design or whatever. And it'd be ugly. Al, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, would you buy the towel, Al? Um, listen, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am actually a towel collector. Collector. So I collect towels from different designers. Um, if you come to my house, you'll get to see my collection. I, I spend a lot of money collecting towels, especially if they're one of a kinds or if they are, you know, special editions. In this case, this creative director probably smoked way too much weed one night, sat down and thought that this was a great idea. Balenciaga, I know you're used to trolling, but at least in the past, you're trolling with the sneakers, you're trolling with the trash pouch, you're trolling with the shoelace earrings was creative. This says nothing creative about it. In fact, it says lazy to it's me. Lazy. I'm not a friend of it. And you guys need to replace your creative director immediately. You know what I think sometimes too? I think they be trolling black people. And then let me give you my explanation why. A lot of times these, like they know that I think we are the biggest supporters of, of labels. I really do. It feels like some of us that have the least amount of money will spend the last of our money because it's so important with us as far mm -hmm. as like status goes, right? So we'll spend all our money on these goofy things. And like Gucci tried it a few years back with that sweater with the, you know, just the, the, the black face and all that kind of stuff, the little charms. And a few of those companies did that. And I feel like they'd be trolling to see how far they can take it. And, and if we'll do it, like, let's see if these N-words will buy think this is a good idea mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they cannot and i know it's gonna be some of my our friends that are gonna buy this some rappers gonna put this on someone that's a influencer's gonna put this on because we just said what 
it was $925. Yep. So it was way to stunt on the next person. And I hate that for us. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We have covered so many crazy stories this week. So I'd like to, we'd like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our tea bag of the week. All right, y'all about to get me beat up. Right, <laughs> Oops, sorry. The producer said the tea bag of the week goes to Krishan Rock. For acting a complete fool at Tamar Braxton's concert. All right, what do you have to say about our honorary tea bag of the week? Q? You know, this uh, story has gotten super old and super aggy, super quick. Um, while I understand that Tamar's side of the aisle are the victims in this situation, allegedly, it's actually her side of the aisle. That's pissing me off because we're getting every day, we're getting everything from that camp except confirmation that charges have been pressed. Now, you know, I I woke up this morning before we did the show and Lecrae, her best friend who put the thing together, says that some Krishan fans were outside of his house. All right. I get all of that, but where is the part that said you called the police? You know what I'm saying? Where is the footage of that? It just feels like, I'm sorry, I'm used to people getting their ass whooped and then getting arrested within 24 hours. I'm just not understanding (laughs) what the end game is with any of this. And since no one can definitively give us anything as far as charges being pressed, they need to let this thing go. Show up to my house. I'm definitely going to be snitching, carrying, whatever you want to call it, calling the cops <laughs> immediately. Al, what do you think about this? I'm like you on this one. I mean, this it's you know it's bad when you're just like throw the whole situation out the, into the trash. Um, as it relates to her behavior, though, I really hope that Krishan finds her way as she starts to develop and, and really blossom into her um celebrity because this type of behavior on the regular basis sweetheart you're going to crash and burn really quickly because at the end of the day you're going to become a target and the target is that someone's going to beat your ass and that ain't going to be cute i wish her behavior was just on tv you know because i can almost justify like all right you're playing a character like uh, how some of our other favorite reality stars like they do their thing on tv and then they turn it off but when it trickles over into performances and outings and all that kind of stuff but you know what let me take that back because she's constantly rewarded by who the public so why would she stop all right y'all this was lots of fun I, what y'all, y'all got plans for the weekend y'all gonna be laying low or going around no you know after us being in houston this past weekend i just want to chill all right yeah, you know, I'm, this is I'm in D.C. now. I am off to New York City. That's my last city of my five 14 day tour. So, hey, let's see what New York got this weekend. Me and my friends are going to the Margarita Ball. It's huge, like 5,000 people show up to that. We'll be there on Saturday. I cannot wait to get dolled up. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Street Flavor. And we will see you back here next week. Bye. Have a good night.